good evening and welcome back to another installment of the CBU School Counselor Podcast. It's been a while. We apologize for the lack of episodes in the previous couple of weeks, but as we all know, the end of the school year is a bit crazy and we do the best we can. And in this situation, the master schedule just took precedence, which is why we're here today. We're here to talk about, we're here today to talk about master schedule for next school year. And as of this recording, everybody should have received an email from any number of sources, which I'm going to outline here. So this letter is meant to inform families that schedules for the school year 23-24 have been printed and are available for pickup in house offices starting today, June 1st. And for those students who are out of the building because of RISE, we are uh, able to complete uh, or print a PDF version of a student's schedule and email it to them directly. We do know that there are several RISE um, opportunities which are out of the building, and so we are providing those students with an electronic version, PDF version of their schedule. This does not apply to incoming ninth grade students who will be receiving their schedules in August when they come in for their their meetings with their new house teams. And the reason for that, quite frankly, is the schedules for the ninth grade students are, are not quite done yet. So rather than release schedules that were wrong or just not in good shape, we're just releasing those in, in August like we have in years past. So I'm going to read this directly from what administration has put together. So it says, our scheduling team has worked incredibly hard to develop a master schedule and release schedules much earlier than in years past. In years past, in all my time here at CVU, very rarely have students received a, a copy of their um, next year's schedule before the end of the current school year. It's always been something they were mailed during the summer. Um, our hope is that by releasing schedules now, students will have better clarity regarding what courses they uh, were scheduled into based on the requests that they made earlier in the year, as well as uh, being informed about any scheduling conflicts that may have impacted their course requests. Um, by releasing next year's student schedules during the current school year, we are also introducing the opportunity for schedule changes prior to summer break. In order to avoid interfering with RISE sessions and programming, our add drop process will involve the following steps. Before we talk about the steps for add drop, I just wanted to say that another one of our intentions is really to do our best to make sure that students and faculty start the school year from a place of being settled and not a place of upheaval and needing change. We recognize that in the fall, there will likely be uh, more add drop needs, but our hope is that teachers can have a settled class list or a much or significantly more settled class list and students can enter the school year having had an opportunity to go through add drop and know that these are the courses, these are truly the courses they would like to take during the 23-24 school year. It's a much different way to start the school year than from this place of anxiety all summer long and jumping into the school year worried about how we're going to make changes 
Are we going to be able to make changes? They're able to enter summer with a lot of that work already done. So here's the process for making changes. Um, students must complete the 23-24 scheduling change request form, which a link was uh, emailed out to all students in the text of this message. Um, school counselors will be working through this form during the RISE sessions. So during RISE sessions, while sessions are in progress, we are not making in-person schedule changes. So for students who may require in-person meetings with school counselors, please complete the form as instructed above and reach out directly by email to your school counselor to ask for a scheduled appointment. Please don't just email your school counselor. Please make sure you do the add drop form that is available electronically. Uh, these appointments will only be scheduled from June 5th to June 14th and during the following timeframes so as to not interfere with in-progress RISE sessions. So we will make changes from 8 to 8.35 by appointment only, from 11.15 to 12.25 by appointment only, and from 3 to 3.30 by appointment only. Most schedule changes that I'm currently seeing on the form are things that we legit can do electronically. I want to drop a physics class, great. That's the only change you want to make, perfect. I can do that. We don't need students to come in and have a meeting in person for that. Where we would need to have a student come in and meet in person is if they're wanting three classes and legitimately they all three of them meet during the same time. So let's say you wanna take AP Biology, AP English, and LTS Mindfulness, and they all three of them meet in white one or white two. You legit cannot have all three. And so we would need to meet in person to have a conversation about, okay, of those three, which are the most important, either because it carries a graduation requirement or it's a class you've wanted to take for the last two or three years. Let's have that conversation so students understand why things are the way they are within their, their schedule that they have in their hands and they're not just looking at it assuming that something was done to them, rather they are partners in that process. So for those meetings, priority will be given to upperclassmen to make sure that they have credits necessary for graduation. However, we'll do our best to accommodate as many schedule change requests as possible. So on June 14th, that electronic form is going to close. We know that even though no new requests will be able to, or please know that even though no new requests, I get tongue-tied here, um, will be able to be submitted after 14th, June 14th. Counselors are going to continue working on all requests through June 22nd. There'll not be a scheduled change opportunity between June 15th and August 21st. So we're gonna take some time off for the summer in terms of time off from schedule changes. On August 21st, another schedule change uh, request form will be um, open um, with relevant instructions at that time. Additionally, and has occurred in the past, there'll be an in-person ad drop period for the first uh, couple days of school. However, our hope, as I have said earlier, in releasing schedule much earlier in the years past, is that most of these ad drop quest requests will be met prior to the start of the school year. I'm hoping to have Rye Hoffman, uh, director of the school counselors, uh, come in and talk to us at some point 
uh, for this podcast, I think it's important to re- go over again because when we met earlier in the year to do a, a, a schedule podcast for the upcoming school year, we talked about what our process was going to be. And I think it's important to to go through that a little bit just to make sure that there's clarity and understanding from all of you around what our process was, because I think it was a really good process. Um, and it's and it's a process that when we reflect back on it and we have, um, we're pretty proud of the work that's been done. Are there things that students are going to be unhappy about? Certainly. Um, are there, what we did in mid-February was we took students' course requests. We used those course requests in a way that's been progressively improving over the last couple of years in, in terms of creating a student-driven schedule. And so we took those requests and gave them to departments with some recommendations around, based on the number of requests for a particular class, how many sections did the scheduling team think that we should offer of a particular class in order to satisfy those requests? I'll give you an example. For AP English, we had around 80 primary requests. And in the past, we've never had that many requests or very infrequently have we had that many requests. And in years, recent years, uh, we've only had one section of AP English run. This year we have two. Next year we have three. At 24 students max, we're serving a much larger number of those of the students than we would have if we'd only offered one section. So we take those requests very seriously. We ask departments to take them very seriously and build a schedule that honored as many of those primary requests as possible. So we then took the department feedback. So they reviewed the requests. They gave us feedback on what they would like us to do around building the master schedule. Um, and we built a rough draft of the master schedule with teacher assignments, rough room assignments. We included number of the appropriate number of sections for each class. Uh, and we sent that back to departments for review. Um, and they made some they made some further edits to what became the final version of the master schedule. Once we had these final edits, or in air quotes, final edits to the master schedule, it was time to load students. And that in and of itself is is an interesting process. I'll spare you the details, but often when you load students into classes, you uncover errors that are, are unforeseen errors. So when we load students, we of course load seniors first, then juniors, then sophomores, and then rising uh, ninth graders. And sometimes what you find are uh, that there are lots of requests, let's say in AP classes that conflict. And so a student might have requested AP four AP classes and only be able to be scheduled into two of them because all four of them are offered at the same times. So we have to go back to departments and we have to go through another series of edits, which are let's not change the number of sections, but let's um, 
change the times at which some of these classes are offered so that we can get the most number of requests met. So once the kids are finally loaded into schedule, into the master schedule, and we, we've actually, honestly, and truly loaded kids into the master schedule and met over 90% of their requests, closer actually to 95% of primary requests were able to be scheduled when you look at the school as a whole. Once we had students' requests loaded, that doesn't mean that the schedules look pretty. And by pretty, I simply mean that students did not have a first block and a fourth block class with nothing in between. Or if they were registered for four AP classes, they had four AP classes all on a red day. Counselors went in and spent quite a lot of time, close to a month, we um, went through each grade level and did our best based on space available, based on when courses were actually offered to make sure that student schedules were um, the most compact, the most balanced that they possibly could be. And again, are they perfect? No, I'm sure they're not. Um, and I'm happy to take a look at students and help them reconsider options. But I think it's important to know that these schedules were, were not just spit out by a computer and then in turn handed to a student. There was a lot of hands-on work that went into the entire process. Um, and so what students saw today, June 1st, was um, the result of all of that work. So we then printed uh, PDFs, we printed hard copies um, that were distributed through house offices for students to um, take. They could tear them out of the book, that's their schedule. Um, it's the schedule is not um, viewable in PowerSchool. PowerSchool works, if you think of like factory smokestacks, uh, PowerSchool works on a live side and a behind the scenes side. And when everything is in the live side, that's when students can see what their schedule looks like electronically when they log into PowerSchool. At the moment, everything is in a behind the scenes side. So I can print schedules. I can show students what things look like. Uh, we can make changes, but they can't physically log into PowerSchool and see their schedules at this point. All right, Rye. Um, in your opinion, what were our goals? And in your first year as guidance director, what were what were your goals in the scheduling process? If that's a fair question to ask, and what what were you trying to steer the school towards in terms of like a whole our goals as a school? Sure. So, you know, a lot of this first year has been um, for me just observing kind of what uh, CBU has has done and had has systems in place up through the years. Um, and none of this is commentary about like people doing things negatively or, or poorly in the past. Um, but I watched as like ad drop happened in the fall um, when we had lines and lines and lines of kids outside of our doorway for four successive days um, in the fall trying to make schedule changes and and just got to thinking that really that was uh, disruptive for everybody. It was certainly disruptive for us and that's part of our job so that's what we do but it's also disruptive for the teachers that are trying to set norms and, and get classes started at the beginning of the school year um, and having really different groups of kids from day one to day two to day three in their classes. Um, 
kids, it was disruptive because they were waiting to make these schedule changes, not knowing what their schedule was going to really look like if they got their wish list to happen. Um, and also just, you know, for kids that didn't get into certain classes and couldn't get into certain classes, um, that might have had alternative options to be able to take a dual enrollment class or to take an online course or to think about different uh, opportunities. Um, it just didn't seem like they had enough time to be able to pivot. It was all very harried. Yeah. And so really the intention was to kind of try and fix all of that for everybody involved. And so for kids to have a general sense going into the summer months what their schedule for the next year was going to look like, um, for teachers to have a general sense of what they're actually going to be teaching and, and how many kids they're going to have in their classrooms, um, and uh, for AP teachers to get summer work out to the actual the actual kids that are actually registered for their class, um, just to kind of start that process much earlier um, to allow everybody in the system to have a little bit more foresight and planning and going into the summer months and if they need to come up with alternatives, then they, we have time to work with them. Um, but otherwise to not, you know, hopefully to allay some anxiety around the whole scheduling process um, for all people involved in the system. Um, so that was that was the major goal. Basically, you moved us from four days of ad drop at the start of the school year to 26 days of ad drop. I've made more work for the counselors, <laughs> there's no doubt. Um, but the hope is that, you know, that's going to make for all students and parents and, and teachers to have a little bit less anxiety, um, both at the going into the school year in the summer and uh, starting off the school year in the fall. So. Yeah, and I think I said earlier when I was trying to start some of this on my own, it has been a lot of work, mm -hmm. but I think it's been really valuable work and it's work that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Pushing through to get it done before the end of the school year. Um, I think it I, it has tremendous potential to be a huge positive for, for our community. So it's something that I mentioned earlier that I was proud of. Yeah. Just because it was a it was a big project done on a very different timeline and I, I do hope that it bears fruit in the fall in that everybody just is more settled at the start of the year. Right. And like you said, and I didn't mention earlier, but I, I agree, if a student is wanting to do a dual enrollment class, it was really hard because you're butting up against the start of that college semester. You're trying to figure out your ad drop. It's a lot. Yeah. All in four days. Well, and some some of those classes are full, like in the right. fall. Whereas right now, there's less of them that are full. So it just allows those kids a little bit more opportunity to figure out what it is that they really want to do, and hopefully make their schedule, you know, reflective of you know what they want to take on in that next year. So, um, and what people probably don't understand and know, and it's perfectly fine that they don't, is that we started talking about scheduling in our scheduling schedule building process back at the beginning of the fall um, right. for what this year was going to look like. And so it's been a lot of work from a handful of people to, to really try to move this whole process forward. And, um, and though we set the goal of having schedules in students' hands um, on June 1st, way back in like, you know, October, we didn't really know if that was going to be, if we were going to be able to pull it off. So <laughs> right, to right. be able to pull it off, I'm pretty proud of like our whole team because um, it's taken a lot of work and taken a... Um, the whole system looking at this whole process very differently, um, you know, and new stuff is hard, but we've done it. So I'm pretty proud of the whole process. Um, well, I think we answered the question about how do you think we did? Yep. What? So what is our process from here? So I, we I have, jokingly said, 
<laughs> we have 22 days worth of ad drop, which, yeah. you know, I've done uh, collectively. I think we've we've collected 200 or so responses on the survey. We've had countless students kind of not do the survey initially, but come in. So I know that there's conversations and I know that changes are being made, but what's the process from here? If somebody doesn't come in now, if somebody is afraid to come in, what what is the process? What would you say to them? Yeah, so first and foremost, we really want students um, that are looking to change their schedules to be using the form. Um, we don't have a lot of access to students right now during the day because of RISE, both the AM, the PM, right. and the all day. Um, and there are some students that aren't in the building right now, and so to be equitable, um, to allow all students the same sort of opportunities to be able to make schedule changes. We are really trying to make kids go through that form process. It's also a data collection piece for us as well, quite honestly, that we can see how many changes are being asked for and what those kinds of changes are to hopefully even build on our process in the future. Um, so that's step one is to go through that schedule change form and then counselors right now during this time in addition to other things that they're working on are trying to make those schedule changes as best they can without holding in-person meetings um, and a lot of those can be can happen just through that form and so when that happens we make the changes we then uh, make a PDF of the new schedule and send it off to the student um, to say here are the changes and, and let us know what you think um, for students that we do need to sit down with because whether their changes require a lot of moving parts and pieces or their requests are pretty complicated um, or they need to be looking at uh, dual enrollment opportunities or other things, um, we are making some scheduled appointments during some very specific time frames that we laid out in a letter that went out uh, about a week plus ago. Um, and so we'll continue doing that through um, the time when students are still here in the building, so through the 14th. Um, and then still kind of working through those schedule change form requests if we don't get through them um, through the course of the, the next week. Going into the summer months, another piece that I observed last summer, um, and you were one of the guilty uh, parties of this, is I saw a lot of school, Wait to call me out. <laughs> saw a lot of school counselors um, spending a lot of time of their summer months um, working. And while I appreciate it and respect it, uh, you all deserve uh, time off as well. And so I really want school counselors to be able to uh, decompress and to uh, turn their computers off and their emails off and spend time with family and friends and recharge their own batteries. And so um, with that in mind, we're going to have that ad drop process start up at the beginning of next year uh, as well. Um, but once we get through this, these um, the end of the school year and the schedule change process, uh, counselors are going to go on break because they deserve to go on break. Um, and and then we'll start it up again uh, at the mid to end of August. And so there'll be more information coming out uh, in the summer months about what that's exactly going to look like. Likely probably another online form yeah. to initiate the process and then a couple days of ad drop. Yeah. at the start of the year? Yeah, because what also happens at this time of the year, or once we close the school year, is we have new students that are registering. And so uh, those kids are going to need spots and classes just as well. And so I'll be uh, holding registration meetings during the summer months to get kids registered and to get schedules in place. 
Um, there will be some kids that decide to do some things differently than what they were planning on doing. So whether they are going to do early college or whether they move or whether they uh, take on some other kind of um, opportunity that um, means that their schedule at CVU is going to free up a little bit. Um, there is some moving and shaking that happens. And so things could be a little different in the when we come back after the summertime than they will be when we leave at the end of June. So. Um, so yeah, so there'll be another ad drop, another form that'll happen, um, and hopefully, you know, any changes that didn't occur back in at this time of the year, maybe there's opportunities and things have freed up to allow for kids to be able to to make those requested changes. Uh, last question, and then I'll let you get back to all of your directorly duties. <laughs> um, do have you thought about and and I. And I hate to go here, but we've already alluded to the fact we started the 23-24 master schedule back in September and October. Have you thought about goals for the next process? I know I have. Yeah, I mean, there's pieces that we we know with even within PowerSchool that there's some features that we could be yep. utilizing. That's that my we, big one. We haven't really turned on yet. Um, there's some other features that um, within PowerSchool that I really want to see if we can move our way towards to have it be a little bit more transparent of a, a system and a process uh, for all students and parents to be able to utilize um, to see graduation requirements and progress towards graduation requirements, all of those kinds of things. So there's that's not just scheduling, that's a whole bunch of yeah. things within that system. Um, it's still a relatively new system to us here at CVU and certainly to me. Uh, this is my first year working with PowerSchool in a very long time and so um, there's a learning curve there, but, but we're making some progress. Um, I think you know when when the dust settles from this school year and the scheduling change uh, changes that are going on right now, um, we as a scheduling team and committee will will need to sit down and kind of talk about you know what worked, what didn't work, what things do we need to improve on, um, and and make those adjustments for for the next year. Um, certainly. I'll be coming up with a new timeline of what our time, our, our own timeline will look like. Um, May first, like, like we we <laughs> utilize this year. I think the June first is a good date. I, guess, I think that's a good yeah. date. I don't know that releasing uh, schedules on the same day that Rise starts was necessarily was just, the, the best that. move. That made for a pretty hectic first day of Rise. Um, so. Uh, that change is noted, um, but and there'll be some other changes that happen as well. But but that doesn't take away from you know how proud I am of this whole team and process of what we've put together this year. Um, I think we've we've done a lot of good and hard work, and hopefully that's going to be for the betterment of all students and and staff here in the system. And I think the the one last thing I would like to add about the whole I'll call it the schedule change process is just the importance of being patient. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that more often than not, I'm able to put a student in a class mm -hmm. that they want to change into because somebody's going to change. Infrequently, I can do it in that moment that they come in, but I can often get it done a couple days later. So it's all pretty stressful, but if you're patient and you kind of bear with us through the process, it ultimately bears positive fruit in the end. Yeah, and it's one another, you know, plug for doing the form rather than just coming in and having a conversation. You know, we have 
a lot of kids that come in, especially during schedule change time. And so, uh, as you noted, we were now from four days to about 26. And so uh, that's a <laughs> lot of... I'm counting the four at the start of the school year. That's a lot of faces and a lot of kids that we see. And so... Um, some of, sometimes those things can sort of meld together, yep. those, those conversations. Um, we do refer back to that form um, and, and the spreadsheet that it creates to see what we were successful in changing and what we weren't. And so uh, that can allow us as counselors when we have some quieter moments, usually you know before kids get here or after kids leave, um, to go back through and see if there has been any other movements that we can then um, satisfy those change requests. So Cool. Well, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Last podcast of the year, I think. I might do another one around what juniors can do to help themselves with the application process before the fall starts, but that depends if I have time. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Thanks. Thank you again. Thanks again to Ryan. We hope that this helped everybody understand our scheduling process a little better. If you have questions, comments, concerns, as always, don't hesitate to reach out to your school counselor. One of the things we really like about the schedule change process, although it can be stressful for everybody involved, is seeing the students truly advocate for themselves and their needs. It's very empowering and it's very, it's very rewarding to, to be a part of. Have a great summer, everyone, and we'll talk to you again maybe before the end of the year, but if not, we'll see you all again in the fall. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.